yeah, it's it's all about relationship leading through culture because they don't want some random person coming up and telling them what to do and how they're wrong. They have teachers doing that, they have yeah, parents doing that, they true. have you know, they want someone who's sat by their side mm. and they'll listen. Here we are. Welcome. Welcome, Stephen Lawrence. Thank you, Pastor Ben. It's no good worries. to be here. Why high fame? Yes, sir. How you feeling? Feeling good. Good. But love being at my fave youth ministry, oh, Highlands, with stop my it. fave pastor. Yeah, it was fun to have you down. It was good. Good love night. It. But bro, tell us a little tell us a little bit about yourself. How'd you get into youth ministry? Uh, you you've been around for yonks for everyone to look up to. You're one of the OGs. Oh, don't say years. that. Yeah, oh, my are. gosh. Yeah, one of the OGs. Yeah. I'm still young. Yeah, you are. You are. Oh, but my gosh. Tell us, how, how long have you been in youth ministry for? What's your journey that got you here, man? So, all right. Well, I I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Mm. So, I'm still, in fact, the only Christian in my family. Um, I grew up kind of not really wanting to do anything to do with church or Christians. Thought Christians were weird. And let's be honest. You know, we are. <laughs> and I thought church what? seemed boring. And uh, and so I was like, no, I'm, I'm good. Um, long story short, um, someone shared a post mm. on Facebook wow. of all What's things. That? I know. A TikTok um, trend? Yeah, legit. Someone's, <laughs> someone shared a post and I just had a feeling on the, on the inside of me saying, you know, check that out. And it led me to go like <laughs> to church. I was like, you know, I think I want to go check out church. So... Um, I asked someone who went to Suncoast, um, which is the 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 church I now work mm. with, and I asked them, you know, I think I want to go check out church, and they were like, "Let me introduce you to our youth pastor." And so I met um, good old Dan Terry, Whoa. my youth pastor. That's a deep take. Yes, and uh, I met this guy, and I was like, "Damn, like this guy's the happiest guy ever. I want to be like this mm. guy." And so I, I came to check out youth, and. Made a decision on night one and I was like, this is incredible. And I just kept coming back and kept coming back. I was halfway through year 12. So I made a decision and then within a few months, I was on the leadership team. We didn't really have um, high standards back then, obviously. Um, But that—that's I I started joining the youth team, started getting involved and went on this big journey of trying to find... answers to some of the big faith questions. Mm. I didn't just want to go and experience. I wanted to find out some answers. And um, I guess being someone who was unchurched, someone who didn't believe in any of this stuff and comes from that background, that's why I'm super passionate Mm. about how to reach um, the teenagers who don't know Jesus because I was once that teenager. And thank God for ministries who were like committed to be able to actually stick it in and, and, reach those who are lost. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm all about. That's awesome, man. And would you say, cause that's interesting. You, you obviously have a perspective that honestly not many other youth pastors would have is cause a, a, a lot of youth pastors, a lot of youth leaders, you know, raised in a Christian family, came to church, came to youth in grade seven, went through youth till grade 12, then decided to be a leader. So you've got an interesting perspective of, of actually yeah, not, not knowing Jesus, not being a Christian, not being around the church and then, you know, finding Jesus jumping in at, at a, a later age, high school. Mm. But it's what do you feel? Did you feel like that gives you an, an insight to, like you said, like the, the kids like you that once were, do you feel like there's, I don't know, there's something different there that maybe other people don't see? Yeah, I, I guess like I, you know, coming from that background, mm. I guess I can understand where those teenagers are cool. coming from now. And so I can kind of relate to them. But also, I guess beyond that, 
like without even considering my background, I just read the Bible okay. <laughs> and I saw that I saw that Jesus said, I came to seek and save the lost and that we as his sheep should be like the shepherd. And so mm-hmm. I, I guess my unique perspective is something that I use, but I also think it's something that everyone should mm. should be about. And it's, and it's something that um, youth ministries are uniquely, uh, I guess, gifted to be able to do because youth is epic. Mm. I used to think youth would have been the most boring thing ever. Christians would have been the most boring thing. And then I walked in and there was a drum kit and Whoa. a mosh pit Whoa. and flashing lights. It wasn't some old dude singing hymns <laughs> up the front. It was like a younger guy mm. preaching and like like I was engaged with the message. And so I guess my unique background, um, youth ministry broke down mm. a lot of my walls instantly. And so... Um, I, I just think youth ministries need to be about reaching the lost. And I think we're actually better than it at it than most of us realize. Yeah. And God's graced us to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, my, my background in, in being someone who was a bit rough around the edges, uh, being someone who would get in a bit of trouble in high school and, um, you know, I, I got kicked out of home at one point. Wow. I was in and out of bad relationships. I uh, went through every kind of emotion you could imagine. I would have been a youth leader's worst nightmare. Um, you would have been up the back. I would have been up the back. Playing uh, Flappy Bird on your phone. Or yeah, how, you know, on a good night, I would wow. have been stirring trouble or sneaking out. You know, uh, vaping was lame when I was in high school, but I probably still would have done wow. it, you know. So I, I would have been that kind of kid. So... When I see teenagers like that, my heart mm, breaks for them. Awesome. Because um, I just think if if us as youth leaders aren't reaching them, then who is? Mm. Because their their parents certainly aren't. Yeah. Um, their friends certainly aren't. The um, society we live in, the um, narrative mm. of what our society is saying about the next generation is not good. Like if you, you turn on the news, it's the, you know, this teenager did this, this teenager's gotten arrested for this, gang mm. violence is up, you know, the next generation is going downhill. Um, but I, I think that's the narrative of the world, but I think it's the narrative that God is saying about awesome. the next generation, especially those who are far from him. Because mm. I'm a big believer. I mean, it's in the Bible. Jesus would have been hanging out with his rough crew. Love. I mean, he did, you know, he was at dinner parties. He was hanging out with those in society um, who society deemed mm. not good enough and worthless. Yeah. And that's where Jesus spent a yeah. lot of his time. And so I'm like, you know what? All right, game on. Let's do the same that's thing. Awesome, man. And um, yeah, it's good fun. Yeah. So how t- tell us how you work that out in your youth ministry at Waihai. Yeah. So Waihai, um, we're pretty... Um, <laughs> we're pretty positioned to be able to reach some of these rough crew. Mm-hmm. Um geographically where we are where we've got a lot of public schools around and some of uh some of the lower socioeconomical places um you know on the sunshine coast where we're kind of right in the middle mm. um which is great because it means we can reach these crew but it also it, it brings its challenges but we're in a few schools doing breakfast programs yeah, cool. and stuff like that which is awesome we have we do a lot of outreach i would say on a friday night um at the moment, we're probably like 70% people who are like in, they're invested, they, mm-hmm. or they at least want to engage with what we're doing. And about 30% of people who are, you know, causing trouble you. or that, yeah, yeah, who were, who were me. <laughs> yeah, it. the 30% were me. And so um, that's kind of what we're working with at the moment. Mm. And some nights culture is amazing. Yep. Um, some nights you just want to pull your hair out and quit. Love it. Um Tell me about, sorry, because I've got an insight in this. Tell me yeah. about the, the Jesus wall. 
The face palm wall? The, yeah, yeah. So in an attempt to like have a laugh because youth ministry is tough. Yeah. Hey, and it's like, it's tough on the best of days, let alone when you reach an unchurched crew and mm. rough crew. So in, a, in an attempt to just lighten the mood and just have a laugh because youth ministry is also super fun. Mm. We created this thing called the face palm wall, which has a, a photo of Jesus just face palming himself. And anytime something happens on a Friday night where um, – where you just want, you know, you just want to face palm. And you're yeah. just like, I cannot believe a teenager did that. Like, how is this even real life? We write it on a on a little post-it note and put it on the wall. And Love it's the it. funniest thing ever. So whenever we have one of those nights, we're like, oh my gosh, this is rough. Like, do we want to come back next week? We just look at the face palm wall and have a laugh. Love because, it. you know, you can't well, take it too seriously. It's so important. Exactly. You can't, you can't take it too seriously because that in, especially as, as you're leading these kids closer to Jesus, yeah, mm. they're going to do dumb stuff. Yeah, they're going to do stuff that annoys you. And um, I can't remember. I, I saw it somewhere where it's good moments in our lives. We, we sort of we sort of hit a high and then it goes back down to baseline. Mm. But negative moments, they compile and they build on and they don't go back to baseline. Mm. It can be like that in youth ministry where so true. you have some kids that annoy you, you, you feel like no one's listening, you feel like the prayers aren't breaking through, you, you feel like they're, they're never going to change. And, yeah, if, if you hold it too seriously and too mm. tightly, it can just go... Oh, am I even making a difference? And then, like you said, you're, totally. you're missing the the seventy percent of kids that are engaged and that are taking steps, and also yeah. in the long span, going, oh, I know that kid did that one dumb thing, but remember when he was up the front and he got prayer? 100%. Remember when he opened up in the the car ride to Maccas? Yeah. So it actually, I, I think it's really good that you you do something like that with with your team as well because it it does it brings perspective going you totally. Know what? Well, that's it. Perspective is everything. Mm. Okay, because you can be hanging out with the rough crew every week and think, oh my gosh, youth ministry is so tough. But someone else in your youth ministry is hanging out with crew mm. who are making decisions and who are being baptized and having amazing conversations. They're like, youth ministry is the best. It's it's all about perspective and where you position yourself. But, um, you know, I think something that really helps me was the revelation that my job isn't to change this person's life. It's not. My job is to love them and plant a seed in their life. God's job is to change their life. And I realized that actually not too long ago when we had a young adult show up to church who finished school ages ago, roughest, you know, we were kicking him out all the time, just rough as ever. Um, came back to church for the first time in forever because his life's just falling apart. And he said, I came back because I remember how loved I was in this place and just how it made me feel. Mm. You know, he didn't make a decision to follow Jesus. He he was up the bat. He was that rough crew, but he's now back in our community, still on that journey. But that shifted my perspective of, oh my gosh, how many seeds am I actually sowing in people's lives? They might not be making decisions, but man, what is God doing in their life that I don't even know. And that just took that weight off of my shoulder and that perspective shift that that I needed. Mm, Yeah. yeah. I've I've noticed it just recently. There's a girl in church at the moment, young adult, being discipled by one of our Red Frog leaders. And I remember Mm. her being in youth for a couple of years. And then, you know, you get like that, you go, oh, sometimes kids fall away. They don't get connected. And this is where you've got to remember, I believe it's in Acts where where Paul says, you know, like it's, someone plants the seed, someone waters, but it's God who grows it. That's it. And the reality of youth ministry is for a lot of our students, you will never see the fruit in their life. I mean, some of them will join your youth team and stuff like that, but people are moving away. Mm. People are doing their own thing. Like the, the, the tough thing in youth ministry is that a lot of the time you will never see the actual Mm. fruit 
in their life, but that's where faith comes in yep. and believe in that exactly what you just said. Mm. You know, nothing that I do for the Lord is ever done in vain. And then I'm planting great, seeds man. for someone else later in life to come and water those I'm seeds. I'm feeling this is prophetically for like someone yeah. listening right now, 100%. whatever time it is. 100%. Because it's so true is you can get so bummed out that, yeah. oh, those kids aren't growing closer to Jesus. Oh, am I? And the devil just gets in, oh, am I even making a difference? But I just feel like this is an encouragement for someone I don't know that just hey just you are making a difference that totally I I'm you know I'm I'm always left with the the image of one day we're going to get to heaven and these people so many people are going to be there being thank you for what you did and yeah. I don't even know you like, yeah. no, this so many people that you you won't even yeah. barely recognize cuz yeah. you're like you came to our youth ministry for a short amount of time and now you're here and you're thanking yeah, me like it's it's crazy. And so it's definitely it's definitely like if for those who are listening, be encouraged because um, what you're doing, God honors it and he's going to use it. 100%. And, um, you know, we're talking about planting seeds. The thing about mm. planting seeds is, um, you know, you don't see fruit for a long time. Yeah. What happens for most of the time is roots grow deep under the ground. Yeah. And so that, again, we're back to perspective. You know, when, when we recognize that, okay, I might not be seeing fruit. This kid that I've trying to just reach every week, mm. every week, Nothing's happening in his life on the surface, but you don't know what's happening beneath the surface. Yeah. And one day, one day, this kid is going to make a decision to follow mm. Jesus. I believe it. So, yeah, we've got to have that perspective great, if we want to keep going. That's so good, dude. Well, let's get a little let's get a little practical right now because this is this is hopefully youth leaders, youth, youth leaders that are listening to this. You've you've got rough you've got rough kids in your youth ministry. You always do. Maybe they're just a, a little antisocial kid that's always on their phone. Mm. Maybe they're the rough crew at the back that are snickering and yelling out stuff and just rough as. Maybe maybe you've got some extreme cases where there's kids who genuinely are pretty rough around the edges. Whether it's outside at hang time, whether it's during the service, okay, how how is leaders? Because you know you, you've seen those ones; they just stand there, like they're just like for, they're like, oh, I hope they just stop doing mm. the wrong thing. Yeah. How or what's some advice, some practical advice for leaders on the ground, boots on the mm. floor? How do we lead these kids? Yeah. Well, first of all, if you have, you know, the heart to reach unchurched teenagers, like first of all, thank you for taking up, you know that mission mm. because it's it's an incredible thing and it's not an easy thing. You know what would be easy? Just having a room full of Christians who have got their hands raised. That's that's easy. But you know, we are called to reach the lost yep. and to seek and and see the lost saved. So thank you for doing that. But it's it's tough. And um you know, if you're a leader who's like around a group of rough crew and you're like, what what do I even do? Well there's there's two different types of ways that we look at it at mm. Wahai. Like Wahai, we we pride ourselves at being one of the most fun and rowdy youth ministries around. Can and and so, yeah, can confirm. Um, and it's it's again, it's amazing, but it also brings its challenges. And yep. sometimes it's like, oh my gosh, like this guy out of hand. So um, we want to we want to create an environment where our Christians can have their faith stirred mm. and can be discipled, and also create an environment where those who are um, not saved can engage with the gospel and be a part of what we're doing. So it's a tricky thing, um, but I look at it in two ways. There's how to reach those rough crew and get them on your side and then how to lead culture. Yeah, so great. leading culture, we I'll start with that. We look at it um, from, I guess, two practical things. Um, set the bar, number mm-hmm. one, set the bar. And number two, be what you want to see. So what we have um, 
come to realize is, you know, we are all about grace. You get chance after chance after chance. Yep. Um, we love you. You're, you're welcome here no matter what. And we 100%, that is our philosophy. But we also have to set the bar because if you lower the bar too much, um, they've got nothing to reach for. Yep. So we set the bar of, okay, like during the games, crazy, rowdy, fun, praise, go nuts. Um, but for us, our bar for those rough crew, we don't make them come down the front for worship. We don't make them engage in the message or anything. Our bar is simply, we want you to sit there mm -hmm. and we want you to chill. And that's where it's at. And so, you know, hopefully, you know, we're believing that if we ha keep them around long enough, they, they're going to experience the mm -hmm. gospel. But we've set the bar and we expect them to reach that bar. But... The second thing that we encourage our leaders to do is to be what you want to see. Here's the crazy thing. Um, a lot of the times when we see some rowdy crew, um, you know, on their phones or talking or yelling, um, right next to them is a leader who's on their phone or talking Ooh. to a leader beside them or not engaged with the message. And you cannot expect a teenager to do something that you won't even yeah, do. Yeah, that's, that's a great point. You, you, you can't. Um, so we need to build that culture as leaders of being what you want to see, be what you want to see. If you want to see your teenagers engage in worship, then you need to be as well. If you yeah. want to see your teachers engage with the message, then get vocal, yeah. clap. Like I know it's, I know it can be a bit awkward, but so what? Like just, just mm. do it, whatever that looks like for you. Be what you want to see. And um, leading culture is tricky. Yeah, um, Finding that fine line between shushing kids mm. and just letting them get away with whatever. Um, but I think the most important thing is that we lead the culture through relationship. Yeah. yeah. So um, I will never go up to a teenager mm. that I have not spoken to before and tell them to shush. I will go to a leader who sits with them all the time and be like, hey, like they're rowdy tonight. Can you get on that? And they'll go sit next to them and they'll go, hey guys, come on, let's keep it down. Let's Let's listen. Let's listen. And you know, we give three chances before we're like, all right, we have to ask you to leave if you if you really are disruptive or mm. if you you know causing real trouble. Um, but yeah, it's it's all about relationship leading through culture because they don't want some random person coming up and telling them what to do and how they're wrong. They have teachers doing that. They have yeah, parents doing that. They true. have you know they want someone who's sat by their side mm. and they'll listen. Like we have a leader who. Join teams specifically to hang out with a rough crew. He was yeah, like, great. send them wow. to me because that was me when I was awesome. a teenager as well. And so he will, he will get like, he'll be like, oi, pull your head in. Like you're better than this. And, I, and when I first heard him say that, I was like, oh my gosh, like that's so rough. Mm. But they all listened to him like, yep, yeah, so sorry. And they were just, you know, and then later on when, when those crew were making decisions, one of them even asked to be baptized at one point. Guess wow. who they asked to baptize? Yeah. It wasn't me. Awesome. It was that guy Gosh, who built a relationship. That's so good. So man. set the bar, whatever that is for you. You can't raise it too high. It's unattainable, but don't let it be too low that they can get away with whatever they want yep. and be what you want to see. Yep. Those are the two big things on how to lead culture. Mm. And again, you're never going to have a perfect night, but here's the thing. Yep. I don't want perfect culture. The moment where there's no chatting during the service is the moment I've stopped reaching people. Wow, the moment that everyone is down the front, hands raised, worshiping their hearts out, it's the moment I don't have a single unchurched teenager in my youth ministry. So I'm actually okay with a little bit of chatter. Mm. Find the line, but um, be okay with the fact that it's not going to be perfect. Know what you stand for and, and you, you, know, you don't compromise on what you're about, but be okay with the fact that if you've got unchurched crew walking in, uh, culture is going to be a little mm. bit rough. So awesome. that's how you lead culture, but how do you reach them? Yeah. 
and get them on your site. Um, I guess three practical things. Number one, classic, you got to love them. You got to love them. Um, you know, Paul said, um, I have become like the Jews so that I may reach them. Mm-hmm. I have become like the Gentiles so that I may reach some of them. I have become like those who are under the law. I've become like those who aren't under the law and so on and so on so that I may reach them. Mm-hmm. Modern day translation of that for us youth pastors is I've become like a teenager to reach them. Yeah. Now, does that mean you should go in the bathroom and vape with them? Probably not. I mean, I'll leave that to you, youth pastor. That's but a pro- great point. Probably not. For this youth group, please yeah. don't. But what that means is... Um, we need to get on their level yeah. and show them that we care about them. That's good. Because they're, um, they're not going to care about what we have to say until they know that we care about them as mm. a person. So we lead with love. It's not like fall in line or do what we say. It's always with love. Grace and truth, of course, mm. but it, we begin with grace. Yeah, great. Um, so you've got to lead them with love. The second thing, this is super practical, and this has been super effective, is we celebrate them. Number one, love them. Number two, celebrate them. So anytime one of our rough crew has a night where they actually do really well, or they engage with the Mm. message, or they come down the front and they're chill, or they're in connect group time, small group time, and they actually ask some questions, or sometimes we even get them to pray at the end, Mm. like they'll let our leaders pray for them. We celebrate them. Yeah, cool. Oh my gosh, you guys are getting ice cream after the service. You guys are so good. You guys are my favorite people tonight. Holy moly, like like well done. We celebrate you. I did that to some of the crew last Friday night. Should have seen the looks. Literally one of them said, really? And he, he genuinely looked like it was the nicest thing anyone ever said mm. to them. And I was like, same deal next week. You crush it. Oh my gosh. Like we're getting ice cream. We're, you know, we, we celebrate them because you celebrate what you want to cultivate. This, we're so quick to be like, know this, know this, know this. But we forget that when they actually do kick a goal, when they actually do have a small win, we need to celebrate yeah, that. Great. And it's not going to be on the same level as a Christian kid who's like, oh my gosh, I preached for the first time. That's amazing. Oh, I prayed for a mm. friend and they got healed. That's amazing. The bar is real low with these yep. guys. Oh, you sat through a 10 minute message and you didn't yell. Mm. You're the best. Yep. Like you're crushing it. That's great. It means so much to them. So you celebrate what you want to cultivate. And um, that's been super effective for us. And the, the third practical thing, this has really been on my heart lately, simply just pray for him. Awesome. I realized the other week that we have we have a lot of rough crew at Y High, which is great. It's, we're trying to reach him. Um, I realized that I didn't know half of their names. And so when I was praying for him, I was like, man, Ooh, I'm literally, I'm literally, good, man. I'm yeah. literally like, God, will you reach these rough crew? And I just felt God go, who? Yeah. And so I found out, so get, a, get a list of their names so I can pray for them. Mm. And so back to that relationship, you know, you need to build relationship, but yeah, like how do you pray for someone that you don't have a relationship with? God, just change them. You know, like God, like mm. bring good culture. No, no. Yeah, like I declare sh- over their lives, yeah, yeah. get specific like exactly. you would with- like you would with anyone kid. else, yeah. anyone else. But oh no, you know it's just a rough crew. Like yeah, God, like we help us to have good culture, protect us, give us safety. Yeah, but yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. yeah. How about we pray for their salvation? How about yeah. we get to know if them? Anything so, that they're probably going through, like spiritual attacks as well. 100%. The enemies, the enemies got a hold on them. They we don't need even to pray know it. For they don't even know that. Yeah. They're under attack. And so, so we great. as That's Christians- That's a great point, man. That's we, a great yeah. reminder for youth leaders. When was the last yeah. time you prayed yeah. for not just the good kids, not just the student leaders, come yeah. on, but for 
a kid in the back with his hoodie on. 100%. And we don't think of them as their enemy, but like Jesus says, pray for your enemies. Pray for those. I take that. I don't have any enemies. I don't have any Roman soldiers trying to hunt me down, you know. I'm, I'm your enemy. Well, you know, no, you're no. my best friend. Um, <laughs> my youth pastor, boo. Um, but I, I take that as pray for those who are difficult to love. Mm. And that's what I'm going to do. Man, that's good. So I'm going to love them, lead with grace, lead with love, celebrate them, celebrate what you want to cultivate and pray for them. Get to know their names, start declaring the good news, declaring mm. the, the power of God over their life. And we believe, again, we see, we see some fruit, we see some people take next steps, but a lot of the time it's just we're believing for roots to be grown deep yeah, great. and for seeds to be sown. And one day, one day, on. they're going to come to know Jesus. That's it. Oh, dude, that's so good, man. I think that that is some real practical steps and tips for youth leaders. You know, how, do, how do we, I think it's the problem is, we, yeah, we go, how do we deal with these kids? Like they're a problem, but we yeah. keep forgetting they're not a problem. They're a guest that God has brought into this place yeah. for us to, to help them find Jesus. And whatever our part to play in that is, yeah. it, it, it's, it, it should just be more of a, okay, God, yeah. you know, I'm going to be obedient one step at a time, you know, light yeah. the, my, my feet ahead of me, not the whole path. Yeah. God's, just, God's showing us one step. Hundred percent. And so, like practically from this point on, I, I think the best thing that you can do if you've got some rough crew, um, if you don't, believe for it. Like believe that mm. God's going to send some yeah, great. some people that are rough around the edges because it makes youth ministry fun. Yeah, you know, it makes youth ministry interesting. But if you've got some rough crew, um, you know, the next time you're you're doing youth, get beside one of them, get to know them. Awesome. Write their name on your phone. Pray for them. Oh, and you just you wait and see That's what God's so going to do. He might not do it the week after month after, but you go on that journey and you're going to see yeah. some pretty amazing things. That's awesome. I love that, man. And you know, I, as, as you were talking to this, like probably everyone listening to this, I'm feeling convicted because I know, ah, oh, I messed up with that kid. No, I definitely, I got too angry at that moment or I've just been shushing. What, what's just a, a, a word of encouragement if a leader's going, oh, I've been doing it wrong. Look, we all make mistakes and like I said, um, the salvation of that person yeah. is not resting on your shoulders. So you might've made a mistake. That's okay. We all do. God anticipates that. Mm. Um, but the main thing is that um, you, you keep going, like keep going. Don't, don't give up. Like do not grow weary in doing good because in due right. time, in due season, we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. Yeah. So just don't give up. Like you, you're going to learn how to handle culture better. Mm. You're going to grow as a leader, um, you know, get into, you know, reading about how to become a better leader, how to reach those who are lost, you know, learn how to do it, but give yourself some grace. Like it's, it's not the last mistake you're going to make. Yeah, great. You know, it's it's tough. But here's the thing, like, you know, these teenagers, when they know that you love them, um, they forgive mistakes. Mm. They, they, they let things go. And so just keep going. The yep. next, you know, youth comes back around every Friday. So just go back up to that person shout them some hot chips, shout them a soft drink, do what love you got to do and just love them. Find the line, obviously, you know, keep the standard, mm. but just get on their level, build that relationship and um, and you're going to see some fruit eventually. So, That's great, man. Yeah. Dude, thanks for sharing that with with my team and maybe if anyone else who's listening, but I'm, I'm believing that well, there's going to be some breakthrough for, for people as they lead kids closer to Jesus that Amen. I think it's just, just a great reminder. Yeah. Such a great reminder, man. Well, thanks for your time, man. I appreciate it. Thanks course, for sharing. Man. Thanks for having me, man. Love it. Hey, anytime. Next time we'll get Harvey on the podcast. <laughs> yes. My two month old son. Yeah. yeah. He's not saved, so please pray yeah. for him. Whoa. He's he's rough. Yeah. He's he's a rough, he's he, a rowdy kid. Yeah, yeah. I mean we live in Namble, so whoo, is he an Eshe? I don't know. <laughs> 
But if he is, he belongs at Waha for sure. Next week on the podcast. <laughs> next week. All right, so man. Good. Thank you so much, mate. Thanks, man. Big love. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.